everybody welcome to the purple friday show episode 202 uh pre-thanksgiving episode uh doing a little bit earlier than we usually do today so um but well, you know we'll, we'll get right into it i know you guys got you know thanksgiving plans get on the road or wherever they're going to go so um but the ravens are now nine and three heading into what's this, week 12 um uh beat the Bengals on thursday night football um i'll start off by i think we said in the group chat that had to be the longest first half of football i have ever because the second half felt like it went by pretty pretty normal but that first half was that was an issue um so uh, but the ravens pull it out obviously joe burrow had an undisclosed wrist injury whatever that was um that happened to him uh, i know the nfl said they're investigating whatever happened with him um obviously because of the betting issues but um i'm not going to give them any bail for the simple fact that Bengals fans kept complaining year in and year out about us and the ravens fans saying look if we were lamar was in there you know we would have beaten y'all and all that good stuff and you know they didn't they didn't want to give us the same kind of, same kind of leeway so i'm like i'll take it but um you know during the game the ravens lose mark andrews um maybe for the year we'll get on that later but um it, it wasn't the best game obviously for the ravens offense especially especially that defense of uh, joe mixon was a problem for them in the first half they were able to get it controlled in the second half but obviously joe burrow going down was a huge huge um huge gift <laughs> i think for the ravens for the rest of that football game with the ravens but i will say what i do like now it feels like the ravens are comfortably um scoring 30 plus points like with ease now like every week and even if it's ugly like the ravens are still scoring 30 plus points which we again we haven't seen since september of last year so the fact that they're doing that now gives me a lot more confidence for them going through the rest of the season but um what do what do you guys what did you guys see what do you guys think yeah i um it was definitely one of those one of those games where it started off pretty pretty crazy as, as always um the fact that you know Andrews went down so early in the game it was just like here we go like I, I think that was the first quarter still when that happened um but you know once you know that happened it it did give us some a, a good feeling knowing that you know with him going down we were still able to pretty much dominate the rest of the game as well um with the game plan is the guy just kind of just stepped up and and, and took that place and I think that's one of the questions that the Ravens have always kind of had but we've never really had to answer those questions because we've always had you know uh, Lamar's safety safety blanket or whatever you want to call it um, and if it's not Andrews and, and his tight ends in general and when he went down you kind of saw everybody step up on the receiver end I mean Odell had a over 100 yard game he looked pretty phenomenal I mean it took a took him a while to get going but once he got going it's kind of like you know it, it was kind of kind of easy and you see Lamar you know pretty much throughout the season now you're kind of seeing him able to target guys um outside of his normal go-to primary targets it's like everyone can get the ball at, in any snap at this point so that's always a good thing as well um the thing with Burrow as far as you know Burrow going down it was kind of like kind of had a feeling I mean he came we we saw everything 
in the uh, in the media with the with the brace on his hand or whatever whatever that gadget was he had on his hand, and it was kind of like it definitely seemed like they were just they were kind of trying to hide something, especially the way that um the way that they deleted the video that quick off of social media. So it was kind of funny seeing that, and then also with the play that he actually got hurt on, um, where he threw the the touchdown pass to Joe Mixon, um, you you, you kind of see exactly what happened. It, it seems like a ligament or something tore in that hand. Whatever the case may be, you can kind of see it happen. Then they were trying to say that maybe he aggravated on that sack on the previous um, previous few plays, but he didn't even make like a Winston face or anything when he went down with that. So. Uh, I find it hard to believe that that's what caused the injury. This is obviously something that was lingering. So, um, even even still, our offense still had to perform. I mean, Joe Burrow wasn't in the game, but nobody's automatically spotting him 40 points either. Um, who's to say he was going to score 40 points? We still put up 30, 34 points on him. And like Miles said, we've been doing it pretty much with ease. It's kind of like as these games go on, they don't seem like they're going to get to 30 points. But in the flow of the game, they, they they figure out how to get the 30 points. Like, somehow, some way. Um, the, the running game looked pretty good. The running game was back going. So that's a, a good thing to look forward to going forward. Um, I love that they were making um, Keaton Mitchell involved in the game. I do think they probably should start to think about incorporating some Keaton Mitchell-specific run schemes and things like that. Because it, it does seem like, you know, they just responded to what the criticism was and they were like okay did y'all want Keaton Mitchell and they were just kind of forcing Keaton Mitchell on random plays and some of them weren't work some of them were, were decent but still still love what I see out, out of Keaton Mitchell I think it's only going to get better um going forward in the season and um and Gus look look good as well so not really too much criticism outside of obviously um what I predicted you know before the game Joe Mixon was going to be there you know he was going to be a thorn um and and he was he was a he was definitely a problem he was pretty much 100 percent of their production offensively i mean outside of him or the threat of him in almost every possession uh that that's really all they had going for him especially when um burrow went went down it, it was just it was just nothing more to say and um lastly i'll just finish off with the defense playing great again i mean Kyle Hamilton did what Kyle Hamilton does and was rounding out, shaping out to be one of the MVPs of this defense. I mean, maybe Cole with, with Roquan Smith is uh, Brandon Stevens. Brandon Stevens looks great. <laughs> I mean, we didn't hit Jamar Chase one time in this entire game except for the garbage TD at, towards the end. I mean, Brandon Stevens had him locked down the entire game with Joe Burrow and without Joe Burrow. So, you know, at this point, it's not even like a shocking thing. He's officially reset what the standard is for him playing in that position. So he's already pretty much solidified at this point for you to go against Jamar Chase multiple times um, and come out with that those type of results is very, very impressive. I mean, it's probably one of the impressive games I've seen just based on the talent level that they had on the field and things like that. Did they benefit without, you know, to not have T. Higgins, T. Higgins in the game? Of course, they, they benefited. It helped. But majority of that game, Brandon Stevens was one-on-one with Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase couldn't do nothing with him. So that's very positive looking forward to, um, you know, down the line in the next season. But overall, 
good game. Still a lot of stuff to clean up, but I was happy with what I've seen for the most part. Can't hear you, Travis. Oh, sorry. I don't know how I muted myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, my biggest critique was the run game. Uh, we we uh, are still leaky on defense. Like, I don't know um, why or what is happening. Um, I got a really big in on the All-22, but we're not setting the edge like we were. We're not keeping them stopped up front on the line. And then Patrick Queen has been regressing as a tackling machine these past few weeks. Um, we're starting to see a lot more missed tackles and a lot of additional yards. Granted, Joe Mixon became a non-factor as the game went on, but when the game was in doubt, he was carrying that Bengals team. Um, and, you know, we've we've been susceptible to the run, and if I could look at the flaw of this team right now, um, the one that's glaring, I mean, we all, we all know about the offensive line struggles, but the one that's glaring because it's something that can really do damage is – um, the run game, the run defense. So we really got to really hone down on that, man. Um, you know, defensive backfield, like you said, Brandon Stevens, my guy. I've been riding with my guy, Brandon Stevens, all year. All pro Brandon Stevens. Um, he played well. Kyle Hamilton. I mean, I can't say I can't say enough about him. Darby played well. Um, Even Marcus I, played well. Marcus Williams played well this yeah, game, too. Yeah, Marcus was slinging that one arm around. Knocking <laughs> balls down. Matabuke might have made himself unletgoable, like an untouchable. Like he has to stay, get re-signed. So um, defensively, we're so strong, and offensively, you know, it's getting a little, it's getting scary hours, man. It's getting scary hours because Odell is starting to get his confidence back, mm-hmm. and I mean, he's looking faster. He's looking way faster than he did at the beginning of the year. He's looking more fluid, like more sure of himself. So that's scary for other teams. Like if Odell gets his confidence going, um, and it's it's such an outlet for Lamar, especially with Andrews going down. Because you know, outside of my parlay, you know that's devastating for this Ravens team. But I think we have a solid guy um, in Isaiah Likely, uh, who I think hasn't been involved in the game. But even more so, I think the wide receiver starting to step up and really play better and more consistently is really going to make that absence less hurtful regular season um, and more of an impact for the postseason and, you know, have questions for the postseason. But I think right now, offensively, we look good. Um, similar to like what you both said, like we have to figure out unique ways to get Keaton Mitchell the ball. You have to. And I think a great example is how New Orleans used to use Alvin Kamara and how they still use him. Mm-hmm. You know, move around in different places. Don't just line him up in the backfield and hand the ball off. Be creative in how we get him the ball. Um, not what we're doing that weird reverse we did two weeks ago, but just creative ways just to get him touches. I think going forward, you got to give him 10 to 11 touches a game. You know, Gus has to be the main guy, but Keaton Mitchell needs a variety of touches. And that's going to take this offense to the next level because if you can establish a guy with that type of speed as a threat, it's going to open the door for Lamar, Gus, the passing game. It's going to it's going to have the defense on their heels, which is right where we want them. So I want to see them be creative with how they get him the ball. But outside of that, solid game. Harbaugh didn't lose us the game, which I'm happy about. 
Um, and we're number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, he didn't steal the yams this week. Didn't steal the yams. Did not, did not do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I did like about, the, I think, how they ended the game was they, they they closed the game out, right? The offense had the ball. Lamar was on several of those plays, like running the ball and like sliding down, ro- rolling, whatever he was doing. Uh, getting what was there and just kind of like keeping the ball, to keep just controlling the clock. Um, not let giving the Bengals a chance to close the game out. So I think we we've said like it's even in this game, right? It's we saw at least three or four occasions where the deep ball was like it was the last few weeks. It's been there. It's been like a yard either too short or a yard too long. You know, someone loses it in the sun. Like it's the deep play. The deep plays are there. I feel like once they, if they can start getting that and nailing that down, um, this the Ravens could be easily up. You know, 17 points on teams in the first half, like not like like it's nothing easily, because um, they got the speed to do it. You got Keaton Mitchell where we can run those wheel routes up there. You got Zay and Bateman, and like Bateman with his yak yardage, especially the last two years. Um, I think with Andrews out, it's going to open up the field a lot more for these wide receivers, because you now can't trust. You can't just rely on Mark Andrews to control the middle of the field. You're going to have to rely on Odell, Zay, uh, and uh, Bateman, even Aguilar to an extent. So. Um, it's going to open it up a lot more, and we'll see what you know. Likely in Kolar had, you see what they got. You know, going. I think it's they made somebody made a good point. It's even though Andrews went down, they were like, if this was last year, it that have been in the season. Even with Lamar healthy, if this was last year with the receiving court ahead, oh, this yeah, the last two years, like we're not coming back from this. But with the receiving court they have now and how they've continually gotten better each week, we're like. Yeah, it still hurts. He's still one of the most productive players on this team, arguably the number two tight end in the NFL. But it's one that I think they can survive, you know, losing. Like, it's it's part of the NFL. Guys are going to lose key guys on both sides of the ball at some point. But I think it's I, – I, as I was saying, I think I was telling my, my, my dad, I was like, as long as we got Lamar, uh, we're good. I think as Lamar is on the field, they have, a, they have a solid chance of winning most of these football games right now. Um now, uh, I wanted to mention, Adafi Owe now has a sack in the last three games. He's had you know, one sack in three games now, um, in each game. So he's starting to – he's got four sacks on the season, you know, since he's come back. Like, so he's starting to – if he can start creeping – I'm not going to say he's going to get 10, but if he can get to around seven, seven or eight, I'm, I'm liking our chances. And Matty Bique's got nine and a half sacks on the season. You're right, Travis. I, I think he, he might be pricing – he might be pricing himself out of Baltimore – the other the other issue uh, they I think they brought up a little bit at the beginning of the game or towards the end um, that Broderick Washington was a healthy scratch from this game. Um, mm-hmm. Considering he just got a you know nice contract in the offseason. and you know they asked Harbaugh why they didn't have him in there. Oh well, you know it was part of the scheme. This you know Harbaugh speak the scheme thing, whatever he was mm-hmm. not part of our schemes. You just paid this man you know a pretty good decent amount of money. He needs to be involved in every scheme that's yeah. on the defensive line. Like why they had, I mean, I, I guess, I look, Michael Pierce played well against that, uh, against the Cardinals in that game, but you're paying Broderick Washington to be that run stopper up the middle. And he, look, he hasn't played well since he's gotten the contract. He's first couple weeks was okay, but since then he's kind of, he's, he's been down. And, and I think they sat him. They don't want, obviously don't cause any issues, but they sat him because he hasn't been playing well. So they're letting guys like Travis Jones and, um, Brent Urban and the rest of those guys, you know, kind of pl- filled that position, I guess, until maybe after the bye week. Um, now, like you guys were saying about like 
this linebacker situation when it comes to covering, we thought we, the, we that was fixed, right? It began the season, it didn't seem like an issue. Now, the last two weeks has become an issue now. Um, I, I will attribute this to saying I think the guys are just tired. I think they're just ti- they're just tired. Like they haven't had like I think they got a mini bye week this week, but they they've been playing football and traveling and all that other stuff. They're just they look tired out there. Everybody does. <laughs> the line, you know, still played. They played okay this past week. They still weren't protecting as well as they should have. But I, I think I think a lot of it's just gassed. Keith Mitchell looks obviously fresh out there because he hasn't played <laughs> most of the season. So he's of course he has a full burst of energy. But everybody else looks they looks a little tired. They look a little tired out there. Um, but you know, look, they got a good a W. The Chiefs lose, you know, Monday night. Ravens are solidly in first place now in the, in the conference. Um, I, I will say this with with the Chiefs looking, they don't they don't look as unbeatable as they have in years past, right? This is clearly a team that can be beat. I think they had five drops in that game on Monday night. I think they actually said they lead the league right now in drops, like drop it's like eight percent or something like that mm-hmm. um, in the NFL. Like we saw how I many. I'm, I'm you guys watched the game. It was like Christian Watson had like at least two of footballs go right through his hands. Yeah. Valdez Scat dropped the, the go-ahead touchdown. Um, uh, Travis Kelsey fumbling the football. Like everything that could go wrong went wrong for them on Monday on Monday night. Um, but if you're the Ravens right now, and look, considering like you you will be getting Odell's getting healthier. Hopefully that shoulder is not too much of an issue. You know we'll see the injury report later. Hopefully you know at least practices one week one day this week. Um, but as long as that's not an issue and they can keep moving forward with this offense and putting more Keith Mitchell in there, I, I think that the Ravens are catching the AFC at the right time, the whole conference at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bengals are without Joe Burrow. The, the Browns are now without Deshaun Watson. Uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs, at least the offense, doesn't look like they're going to be putting up 30 point, 35 points in anybody anytime soon right now. Um, so this is the time. This is the time right now to take advantage of that and go forward. Um, yeah. Now, I think also for the Ravens, let's see here. Uh, Odell, this is his first 100-yard game for the Ravens. Four catches for 116. Um, now, I will, I will ask you you guys, like, about the Andrews tackle before we move on to the subject. Do you think it was dirty? I think the culmination of his hit on Andrews, his hit on Lamar, and his hit on <laughs> Odell. Now, I will say the Odell one looked like he was just going for the football sliding down but the the lamar tackle and the andrews tackle some are saying it looked dirty others saying it's a part of the game happens but it was the same guy it was it was the same guy (laughs) each every play he was trying to take out everybody but do you guys have any like take on that it was just kind of i mean i mean i honestly i don't i don't look at it as a as a dirty play i mean it's a legal tackle so if Mm -hmm. anything you know that's something that a competition competition committee is going to have to work out and and decide if it's if it's illegal or not or make it illegal and then if guys continue to do it then I feel like we can have a conversation. I mean, it does look bad when we had kind of three separate incidences and incidents where um, it happened to be the same guy. But like you said, the Odell one I don't count. That was him making a good play. Um, the Lamar one, I almost don't count either. I didn't like how he kind of held his leg standing up mm-hmm. and stuff. But we see guys do that all the time. It's just like we don't want to see that, you know, when he's doing it to Lamar oh Jackson. <laughs> so, so I, 
I don't think it's a dirty play, honestly. I think it is something they're probably going to look at because from what they're saying, um, this particular type of tackle, the numbers on it have been steadily kind of on the rise as far as guys getting injured because of it. And I do kind of see the point. I mean, you're, you're, you're leveraging the guy's body who you're chasing and you're pretty much throwing your body weight on their lower half. And that's going to generate some some issues. So as far as it being dirty, I can't call it dirty because the guys are just doing what they're taught to do. I mean, get the guy down by any means necessary. And you got Andrews a couple steps away from the end zone. So, like, what do you yeah. expect him to do chasing the guy from behind? You're not going to make an arm tackle against Andrews running full speed at the end zone. So, you know, natural instinct as a defender is going to be to get him down. So, no. I think it was unfortunate. I don't think it was dirty. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a lot of things have come in my mind this week since this happened. One, like Wilson, like what the heck? I've never seen somebody be responsible for so many injuries in a game. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Also, kind of like what Corey said, like, I think this isn't a dirty play, but it is poor technique on both sides. Um, You know, I think poor technique tackling wise guys just don't tackle with the proper technique and the drive and you know um you know i never see ray hurt a bunch of people like with injuries he may like give him concussions but like straight up injuries um to the legs i've never seen that happen with him and he was a tackling machine so i do think it is poor technique and then you know something tom brady said this week when talking about the nfl was that offensive guys um, play carefree. They don't play to protect themselves. And, you know, the more I think about it, I think that is a big part of it as well because guys kind of like just leave themselves out here. They aren't as protective. They're not initiating as much contact. Um, So I think that plays a part. But dirty play, no. But I think with the way guys are built athletically, size-wise and everything these days, we have to – um, probably ban this and really get guys to focus more on technique to avoid these injuries. Yeah, they, they I meant, I, I heard that they said that, you know, um, I brought this up to somebody else and, um, I know my issue, I, I, I get that. I can see why it could become, it's an issue, especially for the bigger guys, right? Tackling, uh, guys like Derrick Henry and the tight ends, like this can cause some serious injuries. Um, the NFLPA may throw it back though, just by saying this is another, another def- another you know another another way defensive players can't make plays right it's like it's now making it another way it's like catch 22 right where it's like if we keep the tackle you know defense can still make the play but you're hurting injuring key players but on the other hand on the defensive side they're like well now you're making it even that much harder for us to make plays <laughs> so they see a guy that's like a mark andrews and stuff like i can't hip i can't do the hip drop tackle so it's like well he's just gonna have to score then because I'm like, I'm not, there's really no way. <laughs> Unless I grab him by the ankles or trip him up and he just falls forward or something, there's really no way for him to make the play. It's not an easy decision that's going to have to be made. It's definitely not going to be easy. But as they, they said, the NFLPA is probably going to push back a little bit on this just because the defense is already saying, like, look, it's hard enough as it is, you know, as, especially cornerbacks, right? Um, and secondary players. Like, I, I was selling somebody else. I, the, the NFL really needs to also look at, you know, these pass interference calls and these underthrown deep balls. Like every time you're bailing the quarterback out for making a bad throw, you know, the receivers, the receivers five yards, 10 yards upfield turns around and the ball is falling behind him. But the cornerback like is trying to play the ball and he gets called pass interference, even though the ball is five yards behind him. I'm like, you're bailing the quarterback out. I wish 
some of those plays it's like yeah you can throw the flag but if you see it pick the flag up like just keep it moving i i, I want them to get rid of that too I, i'm sorry i'm tired of bailing out these quarterbacks for making bad throws on that one but yeah they're hey they're gonna ban it it's gonna take you know the right superstar play if they don't if they don't ban it in this offseason Mm-hmm. And they decide to wait around and collect more information. It's only going to take one more superstar player for it to happen to, and and that's when they're going to make a decision because they they don't want star players, you know, getting eliminated from the game because of this. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to take much. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if this happened because this happens every you know almost yeah. every game. Yeah. It's just a matter of if people are getting hurt and it matters who gets hurt. If, if this yeah. happened, if this happened to Travis Kelsey, oh, they would have already been. They would have banned it on. Yeah. They would have banned it in. They would have banned it next week. Yeah, exactly. can't do it. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah, like Corey said, um, the Mendenhall was the only injury that Ray caused. I think I saw that Mendenhall was on a pod and asked about was asked about uh, Ray. He was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm just gonna run straight at him." He said pregame, "I'm gonna run straight at him." Ray was like, "Don't do it." Don't do it. <laughs> Ray told him, he's like, yeah, man, I got the ball, ran straight at him. Separated the shoulder. Just broke my shoulder. Fractured my shoulder. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure he gave out a whole lot of undiagnosed concussions too back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that that was uh, that's great. You hang on for one more uh, segment, Trey? Yeah, that's my last one. Let's get okay. it. Okay. Uh, we'll do, so we'll week 11 news. So we'll, obviously the big one is the Steelers fire Matt Canada. Um, uh, you know the good job for the Steelers. Eleven weeks too late. You know I thought he was going to be fired the last season. Um, the, this is a says the rate the Steelers first firing of a head coach or a coordinator since 1941. They don't usually they don't do this. This is not mm-hmm. something they do, especially in season. They don't do this. So this was unprecedented. I know a lot of people say, well, Tomlin had to make a decision. And like this wasn't Tomlin. That was Rooney. This is all art. This is. For, as good, I'll say this, as good as a coach as Mike Tomlin is, I give him credit for the coaching part, he makes zero decisions when it comes to the inner workings of the of the Steelers. That's all the Rooney family, period. Any decision they make, the reason why Matt Canada was there is because I think either Mike Tomlin vouched for him just a little bit or our Rooney didn't. Again, it's precedent. They don't fire coaches in season. It's just nothing. They, they don't do this. But losing to the Browns with no Deshaun Watson against a rookie quarterback, and only scoring was it ten points in that game? It was, was bad. Only ten. That yeah, that was that was like all right, we're done. Especially considering they have a winning record, so they're like, we still have a chance to make the playoffs here. Yeah. If we were four and six, if this was reversed, yeah, we would have finished the season out. You know, got another high draft pick, whatever. But six and we're six and four now, or whatever. I think they're six and yeah, six and four. Um, they still have a shot to make the playoffs here. There's still a chance with that defense that they had. Um, yeah. So they get rid of him. Now, I will say, I don't know who this new OC is. I don't, I, I really don't know who, I, I have no idea who this man is. I think he was the quarterback coach. At one, I think he was the quarterback coach. Um, but I don't think it's going to fix what ails that Steelers offense. I think some of it was the play calling, don't get me wrong. Like the screen plays on third and five or third six every time they would do back-to-back screen plays and they would just they would fail every time um not getting the ball to Najee Harris not getting the ball to George Pickens um I do think some of it was the play calling but Kenny Pickett's part of that too like he was overthrown he was thrown into no man's land on several occasions and he's in his second year and usually this is the time of season we saw last year where he starts to make that turn and become like all right he was playing a lot better last season towards the end 
the Steelers offense was kind of rolling a little bit and they were playing well. But we've seen them now for 11 weeks and it's like he hasn't gotten any better. It hasn't gotten any better. And I, I just don't think I think, you know, the firing is going to hopefully light a fire for them under the Steelers. But at the same time, like Kitty Pickett in this offense, it's just not. It's just not it's not yeah. going. I don't think this is going to be the Caldwell thing that the Ravens did in 2012. I don't think this is going to be that for the Steelers. No, not not at all. But um, you know what it does is the fact that they they did fire him tells me that they they do have hope for for trying to still make a push at the playoffs. So they're not mm-hmm. like calling it in at this point. Um, the good thing sometimes when you fire a coordinator, and I mean we've seen this, and um, you know we've seen this in in Oak not Oakland in uh, Vegas with the Raiders and how they just kind of fired everybody, um, the, the GM and the, and the and the head coach. It's like when you have someone in a locker room who's kind of going against what everyone else in the locker room thinks we should be doing, and you push that person out, they're going to lean in now to what they think they should have been doing. And this is actually, we're going to see kind of a different uh, mindset in these games going forward because, you know, Mike Tomlin's probably going to make a lot more decisions than what he had to make when when Matt Canada was, was pretty much running the offense. So no matter what team we get as far as offensively whatever type of production I don't know if it's going to increase because I mean you still got to have the guys you still got to have you know a quarterback who's able to deliver the ball where the ball needs to be but at the same token you know with Matt Canada out the building we can kind of be like right, we're going to cut all this BS out the goal of this game is going to be getting the ball to these playmakers to make plays and that uh, Matt Canada didn't really do a good job at letting his best players on offense make plays and you know it's been since like you said 1941 since they made a change mid-season that tells you a lot because I'm sure a lot of this was probably brought on not only just from the offense but from the defense the defense has been playing so well so lights out they've been making so many plays for the offense and giving them so many different opportunities this offense has had more opportunities than most teams just based on the playmaking from the defense so they had to kind of do something or they would have been looking at Mike Tomlin crazy. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't still, I still don't have them going very far. Um, they are in better shape without Matt Canada, but at the same token, you know, the guy, they still got the guys who they've had. So, you know, they're going to have to figure out a way. I'm not sure how tough their schedule is going forward, but you know, just based on them being outplayed and outnumbered, you know, all of these weeks up to this up to this point, I don't really see a way around, you know, them getting too much better than six and four. Maybe a couple of more games. But mm-hmm. outside of that, you know, they're not I don't I can't see them hanging with uh hanging with Baltimore. I can't really see them hanging with you know, it's, it's maybe between them and Cleveland, um, to to, to scrap uh, with each other to make the playoffs, but I I just don't see it. Um, but yeah, much deserved firing. It should have happened a long time ago, but they were hanging on with these wins. So, but but I'm gonna go ahead and head out. All right, man. Run back to work for another hour, and then have I will highlight thanks- y'all later. Good yeah, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, bro. Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. Talk to you soon. Nice see you. Right. Yeah, um, Matt Canada should have never had an NFL offensive coordinator position. Even at the collegiate level, I've said it time and time again, he has accomplished nothing. He was terrible at LSU. He was terrible at the University of Maryland. 
privilege got him in this position. So it was a long time coming that he got fired. Um, Should have never had the job. He's been terrible. Um, like y'all said, doesn't get the ball in the hands of his playmakers. Um, while y'all were talking, I did a little digging into the Steelers situation right now. So they have co-offensive coordinators. So their running backs okay. coach has the quote-unquote, he's the head of facilitating the offense, and then the QB coach is calling the plays. Um, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, um, too many cooks in that kitchen. Yeah. yeah, especially because the running backs coach has never been an OC at the NFL level. He was an OC once in his collegiate career. And then the quarterback's coach was the OC for Tampa Bay when they were 32nd in offense. And he took over um, when Eli Manning was on the Giants and they had the 31, 31st best offense. So I don't see it, it, things getting better. He doesn't better get better, right? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get better. It so might get worse. I, 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 see, I see them going downhill. Like they, things could change. You know, this is Mike Tomlin. He's a great coach. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think they're gonna they're gonna spiral they're gonna spiral out if they don't mike tomlin is coach of the year but i think when you have two offensive coordinators trying to figure this thing out that's already broken um yeah you're gonna spiral out of control you don't have the quarterback that you need um i don't think you have a legitimate number one wide receiver um you don't get your running back the ball who's not a tier one running back but he's a serviceable option he's Mm -hmm. he's a solid running back but um I see it spiraling. I don't see them being a threat anymore. Um, you know, like I said, if they make a run, it is totally on Mike Tomlin and that defense. But, you know, they waited too long to make this move. This move should have been made in the offseason. Yeah, this, I think the Steelers, if they already had their bye week. Yeah, week six was yeah. their bye. So um, that's the tough part about this for them, right? It's if they had made that change around week five, they at least have a bye week to kind of coaches can get themselves together and, you know, figure out what they want to do. But now they have, um, uh, they, I mean, they, they got to play every week from here on out. You know, they yeah. got like a mini bye coming up, I think, when they have, I think I play a primetime game like a Thursday night. Um, but they got to play every week. So they don't really have the benefit of like, all right, we have a, a honeymoon period, right? Because now the pressure's on. You know, the, the AFC is really tight right now. It's a lot of teams vying for a position. And they know, you know, any loss here or there, you know, they still got two Bengals games coming up. They got to play the Bengals twice. Uh, again, this is with without, you know, uh, Joe Burrow. But Jake Browning, you know, did was right. serviceable for the second half. He was okay. He was decent. Um, and, it, you know, they got to play the Bengals twice and they still got to come play us. You know, they. I think we got the home game. We got the, the week 18. So mm-hmm. um, this is definitely not a gimme. You know, they got, I think, next week. Yeah, they got the Bengals next Sunday. Uh, well, this Sunday coming up, they got the Bengals. Then they got the Cardinals, Patriots, Colts, Bengals again, Seahawks in Seattle, and then us. Yeah. So this is not a, it's a tough road. It's a, winnab- it's a winnable schedule. But like Trace, may, Trace said, maybe – three maybe they do what they did like the nine and eight maybe they do nine and eight um but like i said the the browns are look even though without deshaun watson it's still going to be they got a that had to be a big boost for them beating the steelers because they're what seven and seven and three now so i mean the browns are still in it the Bengals could still so it's it's not like it's 
it's just the Ravens and another team going at it, right? If it was just the Ravens and Steelers, Steelers like, all right, we as long as we keep pace, we can meet up with the Ravens in Week 18 and possibly win this division. Now they got three; they still got to play the Bengals twice. Yeah, still got to play the Bengals when it's Week 12. Yeah, when it's Week 12 and you still don't have an identity, yeah, that's scary because now you're having to remold it on the fly without a bye week. So it's it's not looking good. Not looking good at all. They have a lot of a lot of winnable games, mainly the Bengals and Arizona game. Outside of that, I don't see them winning anything else. I don't even I don't even see them winning the Patriots, beating the Patriots. Really, you so, think they're going to lose the Patriots too? Kenny Pickett. If they, if they lose 30, the Patriots, it's done. Kenny Pickett's QBR is thirty, man. Yeah, he, he is he is a weak quarterback. Yeah, if, if they lose the Patriots, it. I think it's done because the Patriots are one of the worst teams in football right now. If they lose yeah. to New England, it's a wrap. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, I don't like I said, I don't, I mean, they they have the talent, I think they're gonna draw a pretty good offensive coordinator from somewhere. I don't know where that comes from, but um, I guess, like you said, I, I don't know who Mike Canada knows, maybe it's because Tom, I know Tom has strong connections with the University of Maryland, you know, maybe it has something to do with that. Um, Again, like you said, it does sound like he he knew somebody. <laughs> he knows somebody in a high place in the Pittsburgh organization is why he got the job. Because uh, he, since day one, has not not been good there at all. Yeah, great um, value, Josh McDaniels. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other part of this, too, is that this puts a lot of pressure on Kenny Pickett now. Because now you can't look at the these, you know, the what uh, oh, oh, uh, oh, offensive coordinators going for the rest of the year they already know like look man we're just you know interim we're just here to do a job you know um and uh but now all the pressure everybody's gonna be everybody looked at Matt Canada now he's gone you can't blame him anymore but now the the look the eyes are gonna start looking at Kenny Pickett if Kenny Pickett continues to play as bad as he's been for the next couple weeks now the people are gonna start talking they're going to be like, is Kenny Pickett really even our starting quarterback? Do we look? Should we look at a quarterback in next year's draft? Yeah. This next year, do we have to look at another starting QB possibly? Yeah. Jeff Saturday said it best. He's playing for his job. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, look, Pickens hasn't been getting the ball. Yeah, he's been complaining about that for the last few weeks now. Um, Johnson's, Johnson Johnson's been getting the ball, but, you know, they, have, they don't have fire move. Um I'll say this, and plus, look, people don't understand too. On that defensive side, they're losing people now. Like Holcomb's mm-hmm. out, I think, for the year. They already lost. Um, not Highsmith was another linebacker they had. Um, Hol- Holcomb and I can't remember his name. Um, another one of their linebackers that they lost. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember his name. I'm checking for you. It's Holcomb and Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander. Okay, yeah. They said Quan Alexander was effectively like I think had the green dot. Him or Holcomb had the green dot. Um, yeah. So it was you know they said they're those two were were uh, instrumental in making sure that you know defensive line and linebackers and everybody at least in the box knew they were supposed to line up. But they're starting to fall. And this is one of those things where you know if they lose either Heisman or TJ Watt at this point. That 
that's it. I think this, their best unit is starting to fall fall down because, like I said, they had an early bye week, so now they got to play all these weeks, and then they just had an AFC North division and the back. They had an AFC North battle against the Browns and lost, and now they got the Bengals coming in this week. You know, after the Ravens, you know, beat them, you know, the Bengals be hunting, looking for blood. And look, Logan Wilson's lurking right around the corner. Logan yeah. Wilson's like. This man's gonna go and he's, <laughs> Logan Wilson's gonna be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take out somebody. He's gonna take and out try to take take out two Steelers or something like that during this. He's gonna be on Logan Wilson is gonna be the is gonna be effectively the enforcer from here on out for the Bengals. Yeah, that's what he's gonna be. And the injuries are so bad for the Steelers. Miles Jack just came out of retirement to be on their right. practice squad. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Crazy. It's, yeah, that's it's looking it's looking bleak. It's looking very bleak. Cause he, yeah, he was. They, the fact that he had to call a man off in the cop sheet, he was done. We need your yeah. help, man. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. That's that's pretty bad. They're pretty bad space right now. So, um, but uh, another week eleven news. Obviously, um, what was it? Uh, I think that was it. No, it was the Bills. I want to talk about that Bills game. Um, with the Bills, Bills win against the Jets, thirty-two to six. Obviously, good game for. Josh Allen. Josh Allen said he was back. <laughs> he said, I'm back. You know, it's the Jets. It's whatever. Um, do, does, does Aaron, is Aaron Rodgers even going to come back to this? Does, does it, Zach Wilson got put to QB3. He's not even QB2. He's QB3 on that depth chart now. Like, I, I don't know. I know Aaron Rodgers said he's going to try to come back in two fortnights, whatever that means. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Four weeks. I think a fortnight is two weeks or fourteen days, so it's like he's not going. He's not going to come back. Mm-hmm. If this, this this team is not going to be in playoff contention, he's not. He's not going to come back. And and that old line is not getting any better. I think they. I think Beckton went down. Mackay Beckton went down in that game against the Bills. That was the last good offensive lineman they had. Yeah. If I if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm not coming back. Come back in record time. And I'm going. to ruin my career possibly by coming? Nah, there's no way. There's no way. I, I don't think it's it's sad. But I don't think Robert Sala. I don't think Robert Sala maybe survives this. I think his hesitancy the last couple of weeks of not being committal on who the quarterback was going to be when he was like plead the fifth about Zach Wilson, and I was just like that was a bad look. It was just I don't know. It's just sometimes look, not everybody is made to be head coach. It's a different it's a different type of job. Um. And it it's and look I don't I look I'm not he's had a bad run of it because he's had Zach Wilson as his quarterback, you know not really his choice. He's had Zach yeah. Wilson as his quarterback. He thought he was getting Aaron Rodgers, you know, two time MVP, and then he gets hurt in the fourth play of the first game, and now you're back to Zach Wilson. And as well as the defense has been playing each week, I think at this point that the defense is like, all right, what are we doing out here, like. <laughs> Like they can see it on the offensive side, they can't move the ball. Yeah. They can't do anything. Not at all. Um I think this is similar to the Matt Canada situation where you should have made a move a long time ago and now it's too late. Now there there's talent on the Jets. They're not a great team, but there's talent, enough talent to make a mm-hmm. playoff push. But the most important piece is your quarterback. Like, if, if you don't have that quarter, quarterback play locked up, it's going to be a struggle, period. Um, and they knew who Zach Wilson was for two years. 
two years. And they decided not to make a move. They put the ball in his hands. And I think, you know, he had a couple average games and we took that as he's arrived. But they were average games. They weren't great games. They were average. Um, and I think uh, their head coach has done himself in because you held on to this quarterback who you weren't confident in, but you held on to him. Um, and they didn't bring in a guy. I mean, to be honest, you, you might as well have brought in Kaepernick the way Zach Wilson played. Um, but there, there were so many moves to be made there. They could have made a bigger push with Flacco at quarterback. And Flacco was like, he's a part-time QB these days. So, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I don't make a push to come back this season. Sit it out. What's the point? What is the point? Especially if you really want to get another solid year in. Wait till next year. Let the Jets figure out what their next move is, head coach-wise, OC-wise. If Aaron Rodgers is coming back, you know, there's definitely a big chance he could get Devontae Adams still. Mm-hmm. The Jets have 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 pieces they can move. Um, they have a lot of talent, so they can make the move for Devontae Adams in the offseason. Um, I think, you know, Aaron, sit it out. Let this let this season be what it is. Uh, Robert Saylor, um, hey, I pray you have a job next year because you sat on this QB that everybody knows is terrible. He is single-handedly ruined this season for this team outside of the Achilles rupture. Um, and you can't you can't ride your horse on that. You can't attach yourself to something that's just not working and just pray you get somewhere based upon all the other personnel. That's just not how it is. The quarterback's the most important position in NFL. You have to have a guy that's competent in there, a guy, that, a guy that's you're confident in. Otherwise, you're going to be out of a job, and that's what we're going to see with these Jets. Um, as far yeah. as the Bills... Josh Allen ain't back. No, it's not. The Jets, the Jets are giving up. That's simply yeah. it. <laughs> they have so little faith in Zach Wilson. They are starting to give up, and the season is crumbling because of it. Um, you can see it all around with that team. The body language is so poor. Um, I, I'm not going to buy into the Bills are back. The Bills played a good game. The Bills played a good game. Josh Allen played a played a good game. Um, but until I see him do that against a formidable opponent and not turn the ball over three or four times. Um, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Uh, the other game I want to talk about is obviously the Chiefs and the Eagles. Um, it was an ugly game. It was by both teams. Um, there are a few missed opportunities. Obviously, we saw at one point A.J. Brown uh, get into it with Jalen Hurts. <laughs> they were sure that one play, I think Jalen threw it short and A.J. was like upfield. Like he was Oh, throw it over the top, man. Touchdown. Miss that. Um, it was back and forth, back and forth throughout the game. But um, the, the amount of drop balls, what was it five, I think, in this game by the, by the receivers? Um, it's one thing we, we've, I think we've been convincing ourselves as fans that certain quarterbacks like the, the, the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's, and Big Ben's, or whatever, are able to, no matter who we have out there throwing the football to, can overcome this and still win these football games but it appears that these kansas city chief wide receivers they're just they're not they're not even good enough right they're just not um pat mahomes was 24 43 177 yards two touchdowns and a pick and he made an uncharacteristic pick in the end zone like karen buyer was just sitting right there and he just threw it right to him and i mean that was an uncharacteristic pick right there of course kelsey fumbles the ball in a key moment there 
Um, they've been mentioning, look, I don't want to bring this up, but they've been mentioning, like, when when Taylor Swift isn't at these games, Kelsey is numbers. not playing well. <laughs> oh, is she not at the games? When she's not at the game, Kelsey's oh, yeah. numbers are pretty pedestrian. Yeah. They're pretty pedestrian. Now, he did score a touchdown, I think, in this game. Um, what do you have? He had... Jesus, he had regular receiving seven catches of 44 yards and a touchdown. But I mean, that's that's pedestrian for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he gets up for Taylor. Um, but they were they were doubling him all game, and that's that's another thing, right? The the, the league is starting to to realize with Valdez Scantling and Watson and Sky Moore. I don't even know if he's on the field anymore at this point. <laughs> um, they're not worried about them. They're like, we can man up on everybody else. We'll just double Kelsey. Like they were not afraid of anybody else. Um, and it's showing now. Like, I mean, the, the numbers that Mahomes put up through 43 times, only 107 something yards. That's it. Like, that's that's nuts. And if you're the Chiefs, if you're the Chiefs fans and you're looking like, uh, I don't know, man, like this may not be. This probably is in our year this year. And we had the Eagles come in to our house on Monday Night Football. You know, and the Chiefs had one of the best home records, especially in primetime, as long as Andy Reid and Mahomes have been there. And they lost. They lost that football game. There was an opportunity. I think it was like four minutes left in the game. The Chiefs had the ball, right? I thought the Eagles had a chance to end the game right there, right? But they go three and they get like a holding penalty or something, and they have to end up punting the football. And I'm like, four minutes. This is this is Mahomes' time, right? This is the time that Mahomes and them are going to win the football game. They're going to hold on to the ball for four minutes. They're going to score the touchdown. Game's going to be over. And, of course, I think Valdez, I think that wasn't Valdez Scantley, but I think Watson dropped the ball. Uh, there was like a Hail Mary type play, went through right through Watson's hands. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, it's like if he has Tariq Hill, if he has any of those other players he's had the last two years, the Chiefs probably win that football game on that drive. But you're starting to see now, even Mahomes, and as good as Mahomes is, it's not going to be good enough to overcome this offense. No matter what, um, what Andy Reid draws up on this point, you still got to have guys ex- execution, right? We talk about that all the time. You still got to have guys execute. No matter how good the play is, they're not catching the football. It's not really going to matter that much. Like they showed at the end of the game, Mahomes was trying to toss, I think, his gloves to a, to a fan, and even he dropped it. He was just like, everybody drop it. Just dropping everything I'm throwing, man. Dropping everything I'm throwing. So, I mean, it's um, – look, again, it's, the Eagles still didn't play their best. They still haven't played their best game yet. Still yeah. haven't played their best game. Um, and they're sitting at what 10 and 10 and one or 10 or nine and one, something like that. Yeah. So they're still sitting at nine, they still haven't played their best game yet. They're still sitting at nine and one. Um, but I said on the AFC side, if you're if you're the Ravens fan looking at the Chiefs right now, you're like, Oh, we can with Brandon Stevens, Kyle Hamilton, we rotating between Rocky Sin and, and Darby and whatever Marlon Humphrey's gonna give you. And you got Geno Stone and Marcus Williams back there as well. I, if I'm the Ravens defense, I'm liking our chances. Yeah. Yeah. For real. I'm, I mean, when you look across the landscape, and I was honest with myself when I was talking to some friends, what team looks better than the Ravens? Like, if we just look at the eye test, what team looks better? Because if you, if you, if you look at it, the Ravens have only looked bad in the fourth quarter of three games. Mm-hmm. That's it. Rest of the time, they they pretty they've been able to do um, what they need to do to take the lead and be in charge and dictate a game, except for three quarters across the season. So, 
when I look at the Eagles, we keep saying they haven't played their best game, but maybe this is who they are. Mm-hmm. I'm just really starting to think maybe because their their OC Brian Johnson, and I mean this is a guy I think I wanted as an OC for the Ravens. Um, bad call on my part, but um, he he looks very incompetent. I mean I think the only thing they really have going for them as an offense is let's throw it up to AJ Brown and push some tush. Like yeah, yeah, that's all that, they that's have the going for them. So, um. I think they're they're so beatable. Their their secondary is so terrible. I mean, I think we could destroy them in the past game. Um, the Chiefs, that offense is awful. They they put up twenty two points a game because of Mahomes. If Mahomes isn't there, they're putting up like eleven points a game. That's how bad that offense is. Yeah, they they can run the ball, but these wide receivers can't catch. They don't get open. The offensive line is the greatest. They look really bad offensively. Um Stats aside, because Mahomes going to get his stats because he's going to pull them Superman plays out of his back pocket. But if those are the teams that are the contenders, I like our chances because yeah. um, they don't look good. Um, I don't see a team in the NFL that scares me at all. I'm looking at the standards right now. I still don't. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't see one team in the NFC or the AFC that scares me if I'm a Ravens fan. Only thing that can scare me is us and Harbaugh. Yeah, right. I think that's our that's been the Ravens' biggest enemy is themselves. Right. That's has been their biggest issue is themselves. And I mean, you look at the the Browns game that they lost. They did they didn't close the game out. They closed the game out. They went they were four, uh, 14 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, like I said, we we pulled that stat out. I think last uh, last week before the Bengals game, and like uh, how they lead like of all the teams that have like I think the. They showed uh, the 72 Dolphins and the 84 Bears or whatever that had uh, the least amount of like uh, time of actually trailing a football game. And they were all 10 and up. And the Ravens are the only ones who were seven and that lost three games because they couldn't close the game. That's been their, that's been their Achilles heel for uh, not just the last two years, for a while now. That's just been their Achilles heel, not closing these games out. Uh, we go back to 2014 when the Ravens played the Patriots and it was an AFC divisional game. And uh, two different times in that game, they led by 14 points and still lost a football game. So, I mean, it's 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 definitely, look, Kadri said it and a few other people are starting to say, it seems to be a hardball thing. Letting up off the gas, telling the coordinators, all right, ease up, we got it, we're good. Play this prevent defense, and then before you know it, the team is only down by three, only behind by three points, and now you're panicking. Now you're just throwing a ball over the field. So if the Ravens can just get out of their own way, and understand where they are, and understand where they are in the football game. How much time is left? All right, let's run the foot. Let's just play keep away at this point. You know that kind of. This, this, it's very simple, right? Very simple. And I think in that Chiefs Eagles game, the Chiefs showed the, the recipe, at least for the first uh, first three quarters of that that game, uh, how to stop the the Eagles from getting to that third and one or third and shorts to do the the the, the, the show. Um, they would just blitz them on first and second down. They would just yeah. provide pressure, making them on, making them play anything third, anything third five and longer, <laughs> third and five or longer was that was the formula. It was like, all right, let's just blitz them on first and second now. If we can get a sack or a tackle for loss and force them to have to push the ball downfield, we can we can win this football game. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until the fourth quarter that they started finally they let the Eagles finally get to those third and ones, and then the Eagles ended up closing the game out. Um, but they showed the recipe, right? They were like, if the, if, and the Ravens again lead the league in sacks right now. Um, they showed, I think, once uh, 
Burrow went out. Once Burrow went out of that game against the Ravens, uh, the Ravens' blitz rate went up like dramatically after that. Once Drake Brown was in the game, the Ravens just sent, were sending everybody. So yeah. I, I think that Hurts is Hurts is playing with some. I think his knee. Something's got some. He's got some padding or something they put in his uh, his his tights or something. To pull me around his knee, I don't know what the what the full issue is with his knee, but he's not playing 100 clearly. Um, but I think the it, the recipe is there. If you're watching, if you're Ravens and watching that Chiefs film back, they gave you and they had the interior players to do it. They got Chris Jones, but the Ravens have Manny BK. You got Clowney, but Dafe always keep playing the way he's playing, and um, uh, you still got Queen and Roquan as well. Um, I think if they if they can provide pressure on Jalen Hurts early. And keep them out of these third and short situations. The Ravens, I think, for the Ravens, what what's going to be key for them playing these type of teams, whether it be the Chiefs or the Eagles, is they got to get up early. Yeah, I don't think these Chiefs or these teams are capable right now of coming back on anybody. Right. Um, if they keep it close, they have a chance to win. But if the Ravens, from here on out, play kind of in their mind, everybody they play, let's just get up on them early and play that kind of football, that kind of formula for the next five to six weeks i think we're in good position so yeah aggressive balanced football all right let's go on to the ravens charters preview so the ravens fly into la i think they said they're getting there they're leaving friday night i believe uh, after practice and uh again we don't have our injury report yet so we won't know we don't know who's on the list hopefully it's not too bad um but they're going into the chargers uh this week now look the chargers uh, Staley just had that awful press conference he had about saying uh, my uh, my play calling is impeccable. <laughs> now, I'm paraphrasing here, but my play calling is great. You don't ask any more questions about who's calling plays on defense. I'm calling the plays on defense. We're good. We just got to – he basically said the players aren't executing the way they're supposed to be executing. That's what he said. For 11 weeks now, he's basically saying the defense sucks, <laughs> and it's not my fault. <laughs> I'm not the problem. Um, I just want to read some rankings out here. Uh, for the for the Chiefs, I mean Chiefs, the Chargers defense, real quick. They're twenty oh, third in opponents point opponent points per game, 34, 31st in yards allowed per game, twenty uh, ninth in yards per play per game, twenty um, seventh against rushing TDs. That's that's not good. Thirty <laughs> first in yards per pass, thirtieth in passes per game allowed. Opponent pass yards per game dead last, and opponent pass play percentage sixty two percent. So teams are going into the Chargers throwing the ball, like they're throwing at the secondary because they can't stop. They can't do anything with their secondary it's trash. They're not look now. Joy Bosa, I think it's I don't know if, I don't, if they said he's out for the season. I'm not sure, but he's out for a significant amount he's of time. ER. Yeah, he's, he's not playing this week. I know that. I know that. But he's not playing this week. So you are that's another big, big loss to this pass rush defense. Um look, I know the Ravens love rushing the football, but again, with the wide receiver talent they have right now and everybody's healthy, you gotta I think you gotta let this be like this kind of like the Lions game for the Ravens. Let this be like the Lions game and just like rack up 20 points in the first half, 2021, get up three touchdowns and just kind of you know run this thing out at the end. Cause uh, I, I will say this. I think the element of it feels like the Chargers locker room. I think after the, I'm pretty sure after that that interview he had or the press conference he had, this is that you're going to get fired game. 
this is that game where I think the Ravens are going to put it on the Chargers so bad that the owner is going to have no choice. Like, you're gone. You're done. You're done. Like, I think it's going to be that bad. And I think the, the the Chargers, I think I think this is one of those games where the Chargers defense, after a while, they just give up. Yeah, whatever. We're done. This game's over. The fact that he came out and said that this defense is not pulling its own weight, that this defense isn't doing what it's supposed to do for 11 weeks, and he hasn't made any adjustments playing this prevent types of defense, all this other stuff, and this has been going on for the last three years he's been there. I think this is that he gets fired kind of game. And I think that this will be a good tune-up game before the bye week for the Ravens to get Odell, Zay, Bateman, all of them working whatever they're going to be working now, Coastal with Andrews out, more of these intermediate routes, allowing them to work the middle of the field. Love to see Zay get some more of these like crossing stuff so that he can he can bolt up the field and get touchdowns. You know, obviously the 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 the, the, uh, the ref stole that one from Zay, that screenplay, the touchdown. <laughs> they stole that one. Um was that Keaton or Zay? I think it was Keaton. Was that Keaton? Well, did they call the holding on? Yeah. No, they I called it on Odell. Odell. I know they called it on Odell. But it was Zay that caught it. Was it Zay or Keaton for that touchdown? Yeah, it was Zay. It was Zay, right? Yeah, yeah, he caught on the outside, yep. And he took it off feet. So I'm like, there's there's going to be opportunity for Zay, I think. I think that's what they they always say. When one player goes down, a lot of opportunities for everybody else to kind of elevate. So it's it's, the only thing it's going to do is help Lamar's rapport with every all the other receiving options, right? Um, Now, I will say, I mean, as, as much as Lamar has leaned on Andrews in previous years, it's felt like he hasn't leaned on him as much this season. Like he's definitely thrown to him, but he's not, it doesn't feel like he's just looking at Mark and like he used to. Like the last few, last three years, like Lamar is clearly looking for 89. He could be right where 89 is because he didn't trust anyone. But now with Odell playing, he's looking Bateman and the rest of these, he's looking at everyone else now. He's, if, if Mark is open, he'll, of course, he'll get it to him. But no longer, he's, I think for the last few weeks, especially, he has options now. He knows yeah. he has options. And I think that going into this game against this, how, how bad this secondary is, um, and kind of just let Lamar and whatever you guys are working on this week to kind of get ready for, you know, after the bye week, this is an opportunity to work, get just get that stuff on film, see how it looks. Um, again, I, I just think this is a game that could get very out of hand real quick for the Ravens. And look, it's a good, it'll be a good thing for the, for the Ravens defense to, to you know, I, I'm pretty sure they feel bad the last two weeks of how they've been allowing these, you know, teams running on them. Uh, and you know, uh, Roquan and, and Queen have been, you know, haven't been great in pass coverage either. So I think this is a good game for for the bye week to have a really just have a good taste in your mouth, <laughs> you know, before the bye <laughs> yeah. week, knowing that you're before before you get to the bye week and then go into that the week was at week 14, and you start off on leave on a good note on on both sides of the ball, just gonna have have a complete game. And like, all right, let's get over this final stretch ahead to the playoffs. Yeah, this is a good week week to taste the yams, man. Yeah, <laughs> taste, the week, yams taste the yams this week. Taste the yams. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think this is a great game to start to develop our secondary identity. Not our not our DBs, but like when we get when Mark is back, we're in the playoffs, and teams start taking that away first. Where do we go now in the passing game? I think this is a great time to start developing that. Like, are we, are we more of a spread team? Do we stick with our base identity? How are we playing with Mark out? So this is a great game to see that. I mean, this is a, this is a, a team that is acceptable to the pass. Um, so 
I definitely want to see how we incorporate the receivers. Are we going to do more four wide personnel? Are we going to go three wide, one one tight end? Um, I think it's a great time for Zay to start breaking out. Zay has been steady all season, but he's had these highs and lows as far as like impact on the game. So I definitely want to see um, Zay get more opportunity. I want to see Likely get more opportunity. And um, yeah, I think it is a good week for Odell to have limited snaps. Granted, Odell gets a lot of limited snaps, even when he has these big games. He doesn't play as much as the other guys. Um, But I think it's just great for us to try to spread the ball around, really use our wide receivers, and see what this offense can really be when we kick it into high gear and be more wide receiver driven than Mark Andrews driven. So um, that's what I'm kind of looking for in this game. Um, The Chargers are just bad defensively. And they also lost another linebacker, Miles. Um, mm-hmm. Another starting linebacker is down. He's out for the game. So they're depleted. They're yeah. depleted all the way across. And, I mean, they have probably the most incompetent coach in the league, I believe, uh, in Brandon Staley. So I think, you know, Harbaugh should be able to uh, look better this game um, than he typically does. Um, but I think overall we should dominate. Um, defensively, I think we could get to Justin Herbert, force him into some mistakes. Um, I, 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 the only threat they have for me offensively that they use would be um, Keenan Allen. Um, they don't use their running backs very, very well. So I think the biggest threat is Keenan Allen. I think that's another challenge for Brandon Stevens. And honestly, if I think Brandon Stevens can show up and 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 put the straps on. Keenan Allen. I mean, you can you can uh, you can bookmark and book his trip to uh, being a Pro Bowl selection and a possible All Pro player because he's been battling great wide receivers all year and really been um, shutting them down. Um, but I think another key where we can really uh, really move the needle in this game is like we talked about earlier, getting those key plays in for Keaton Mitchell. That wheel route, the wheel route we've loved since preseason. We we threw it once to him. He dropped it. But I think getting him more involved in the passing game, this is a perfect game to get him those reps. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a close game, but I think like this is a game where we start to see what we can do later down the line. And I think we need to use this game as such to really see what other wrinkles can we add to this team? What other packages can we establish and see what other playmakers we can create? Because... I know one thing, you know, and this is a different sport, but basketball, um, you know, there have been times as a Lakers fan when AD would get hurt and other players would step up and then we would see what we have in other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I want to see here with the Rays. I want to see what we have in these other people and how this offense can move. Um, but I think this is a perfect game, perfect game. I expect it to be total domination, um, but I am always wary of the dreaded Harbaugh game. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I mean, this was will be everything lined up for them to to be dominant in this game, right? These are those these are those games where we had Ravens fans get hyped up and we're like, Harbaugh, please don't, just don't. You know, my only saving, the only thing I, I I think that will reason why it won't happen, I think, is because Munkin, Lamar, and them I think are on the on the right wavelength now about what they want to do. Um, getting Keith Mitchell involved. Um, and the defense has been playing well enough for them to not have these kind of games. And like you said, Brandon Stevens, I think, I mean, look, he's, he is your best cornerback on the, on the team. Um, he's been, he's going to be on Keenan Allen. If 
if he stops Keenan Allen, they don't really they don't have anybody else. I mean that that's it about it. Eckler could provide some issues like Mixon did last week because he is a you know speed back out of the backfield and to catch the ball. Um, but Herbert hasn't been playing his best football this year. Um, it just it just, again it just feels like the Chargers are at that turning point, right? Either they correct the season, they kind of flip it around and and correct the season now, or this is it. Like if this they, they lose to the Ravens in, in bad fashion on primetime football. It's, it's, a it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's it's, it's done. Um, and look, I, they, they said that they did say the Ravens. I think have been dressing three tight ends every week. So now with Mark Andrews out, it could be Vocalek time from the practice squads. Hey, big six Vocalek, nine. For y'all that watched the preseason, he was he was he was he said six nine. Is that how big he is? I don't know. I think he's like six seven, six eight. Six Maybe seven. Six, he's nine. huge. Like he's yeah. a big dude. Like I mean, it's so. I mean, if anything, he provides like a huge target for him in the middle of the field or at least in the end zone. You know, where he can just have a jump ball and just go get it or whatever. Um, so I, I don't know, but they did say they worked out OJ Howard. I think this week too. Then they did wow. say they worked out OJ Howard. Um, now he has history with Munkin because he was in that uh, Browns offense back in I think 2019. And he, I think he had, he's one of his best, better seasons he had with Munkin. So that could be, I could, I don't, I haven't heard anything. So uh, if they haven't signed him by now, I don't think he's going to play this week, um, which, which means it could be vocal that maybe being called up to um, dress this weekend. So we could see uh, how that works out. But again, I think that with how, with Mark, what Mark Andrews has done, it is kind of overshadowed what, you know, Kolar and likely, usually do now I, now they, I, they do say that likely is not the best pass blocker when he's in there and things like that but he he does what we've what we've seen him be able to do he's able to be sure-handed for the most part um and he has great yard after the catch maneuver so i'm like again this is what munkin was brought in to do right he, he's known for his being able to utilize tight ends to their best ability getting the best out of the most out of his tight ends and now with andrews out you know he's gonna have to get the most out of kolar and likely and whoever that third guy's gonna be um but this will be the game to do it this will be the yeah. game to do it i think if lamar lamar doesn't even have to have a 300 yard game this game right if lamar throws for like 252 75 i think that's a good game for the Ravens. that's a good oh game. yeah i think keaton should get about like maybe seven or eight touches running the ball and maybe three or four targets catching the ball and you get Gus 10 or 11 12 you know touches running the ball um Zay I think Zay should probably getting the most receiving targets in this game for them for sure I think they got to get him ramped up it's yeah. time to get Zay ramped up now right for for this last push through the, through the regular season to get in the playoffs you got Odell ramped up Odell is in mid-season form he's a veteran he knows what he has to do to get there. But as a for a rookie, for Zay, um, I think it's time for him and Bateman. If they can get them to that next level, you know, where they're, they're – oh, yeah, this offense could be dangerous. So yeah. um, so let's get our scores. I saw Trey put, I think, 35-20 Ravens 35-20. for his score, 35-20. Um, I'm going to say – I'm going to say Ravens dropped 40. 40 points. Mm. 40 to – I'm say 40 to 13. Ravens. Oh. 40 to 13. Oh. I mean, they, they've been consistently dropping 30 points each week. 
And I think with this, this defense that the, that the Chargers have and with all that's going on inside that locker room, this is a recipe for disaster for the Chargers. So I think they put up 40 points. Ooh. You, you and this stole, game, is over, you, game is over by fourth quarter. The game is over at the end of the third quarter. This game is over. You stole that. You stole that from me. Um, I got to change my score. You don't have to change it. It could be the same score. You can say No, no, no. The 40 burger you stole from me. The 40 burger. Um, I got 42-14. Um, historically, Justin Herbert plays terrible against the Ravens. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's had two matchups, and he's played some of his worst football. Um, I think this Ravens defense is primed to just come out there and smack this team around. Um, I think offensively, we get up early. And then we start dominating in the run game. Um, and I think all pro Stevens gets a pick six. I think it's time for him to get that pick six. Um, you know, in my mind, um, the more I watch my guy, Brandon Stevens, I know I keep talking about him, but he just reminds me, he's starting to remind me of Chris McAllister. Um, not even just the number, but the game, mm-hmm. physical mm-hmm. football. And I think he gets that pick six, shuts Keenan Allen down. I think they get some garbage touchdowns, but I think this is a full domination from start to finish. 42-14, Ravens. I'll, I'll say this before we go, though. Like, you, Brandon Stevens, you, they're going to have to sign him, right? I think you got to come to Marlin and tell you, like, we don't need some of that money, man. We don't need some of that money because we got to pay Brandon. <laughs> we don't want to keep him. He's one of those few homegrown guys that, like, look, we, we haven't hit on a lot of cornerbacks lately, and we hit on this guy. Like gotta yeah. keep him, and he didn't even come in as a cornerback. He came in as a safety. Yeah, like he was a sort of safety slash running back in college. I think he was. Well, he, yeah. he was. I think he played corner like in high school. Like the fact that he's one of the best corners in the league right now. Like the Ravens are like, I'm pretty sure they're gonna be coming. Up. Look, look, Marlon, we love you and everything. We love you know your energy on the team, but we gonna need some of that cash next year. Yeah, like, yeah. There's gonna be some hurt feelings in the off season because. You know, you're in that position where, you know, Brandon Stevens got to get paid. Will you pay Matabuke or you pay Queen? Which one are you paying? The I'm interior pass rusher or the linebacker? Yeah. You know I'm what I mean? So, and, and the thing is, a lot of guys, and I'm it's, this is kind of off topic, but EDC has been drafting a lot of slow developers, mm-hmm. like slow burners. Mm-hmm. Like, they come in, they're raw. They got to be coached up, but then they're starting to starting to peak now. You look at Gino, yeah. you see Stevens, always is trajecting yeah. that way. Yeah. Um. So and and Queen, I mean Queen was a first rounder, but you know he was looking like he was a bust at first. But a lot of slow developers. But now it's like, okay, I got to pay these guys, and my guys that have been paid are starting to look a little shaky. Marlon's not looking terrible, but he's not looking all pro. Um, or worth that contract, but um, yeah, it's gonna be some hurt feelings this offseason. I, I totally see it. It is what it is, man. You get you, 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 you gotta even when you get the contract, right? You still gotta play. If you play well, they're not gonna come to you asking for money. They're like, no, yeah. that's our best play. We didn't touch you. Start acting up, Ronnie Stanley and Marlon. They're like, look, you gotta come for that money. <laughs> Ronnie'd be lucky to be on this team next year. Yeah, you're right. So, you mentioned like Justin Herbert typically doesn't play well. Um, Herbert has. A 67.8 passer rating against the Ravens, 195 yards and a touchdown and one interception. So it's not good at all. It's not good. 22 of 22 out of 39. Yeah, 56 percent completion percentage. So it's not uh 
And this wasn't this when he played that deep. That was 2021, the last time he played the Ravens. Not even this yeah. defense. So wow, you already know. Insane. <laughs> you already know. I feel bad for him. Um, yeah, I see us getting like five sacks this game. Yeah, but, but they, they've been that's, that's they've been getting that comfortably on the four or five sacks each game. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, like Trey said, yeah, Stevens against Keenan Allen. I want to see him another another throw out performance from Stevens, man. He's on a roll right now and just and it's a prime time game. Keep locking him down. Just keep locking him down. Start calling him Strap Stevens after a while. Instead of Brandon, Strap Stevens. <laughs> That's a wild day. <laughs> Strap Stevens. Strap Stevens. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that's it for us this week. So uh, everybody have a good turkey day and enjoy yourselves. Don't eat too much. Um, have a good left. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the leftovers. That's what I'm, leftovers yeah. always my favorite. The leftovers. Yeah. Give some more time to marinate. You know. Um, let them yams let, marinate. Let the yet the yams marinate. Got the yams marinate as much as possible. Yeah. So, Glaze them. Anyway, yams. that's it for us this week. We'll catch you guys. Hope you have another Ravens win, and then we'll we'll do a uh, a bye week episode. We'll kind of preview the rest of this season, hopefully into the playoffs. So, thanks for watching, and we'll catch you guys later. Peace. Peace.